Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to The Crossroad. This is episode 333. We've got a really fun one coming up for you. We're talking about the Spirit Halloween stores. That's right, it's that time of the year. Those stores are popping up all over the country, and we do have Ghostbusters merchandise within them. We're also going to talk about IDW Comics. We're going to talk about some cool art installations that have been popping up in Spain. Uh, Got to go check those out if you are in the area. And also, something funny happens at the end of this episode. You won't want to miss it. It's in Chris's final thoughts. Stillplayingwithtoys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. At least this week we're still standing. Uh, I'm still standing until somebody else goes somebody else into. Anyway, never mind. But uh, uh, Jerry, we should probably talk about Jerry Lewis before we get into the news, because I, I, I'm still standing. Jerry Lewis is not still standing, sadly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah, sadly. Boo, Troy Benjamin. He would have enjoyed that joke. Now he wouldn't have. He would. It would have been a flip of the coin. <laughs> That guy was what's the word? Mercurial. <laughs> he's 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 one of those guys. Ninety-one years. So that's a good long career run. Oh yeah. And it's gonna take freaking forever to just kind of dissect and analyze. And not only that, but stuff will now have to like stuff that wasn't known is gonna start coming out, and, and that'll have to be added into like kind of analyzing the man and all that, but. Even up to this point, he's a weird mix of, I don't know, depending on what part of your life you're looking at. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's a jerk. He's a genius. He's a, you know, an idiot. He's, like, yeah, he's a philanthropist who helped all of these kids, but he's kind of a jerk at the same time. He's kind time. of a yeah. jerk. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading, um, uh, it came out last fall, Patton Oswalt's latest Latest, as in almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, oh, good gosh! What's it called? Film special? Stand-up special? No, 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 no! no. It's a book. It's a book. Oh, uh, he wrote a book. Film something. Geek. Oh man. I, Anyways, pretend I I've said the title. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will, I will talk. As, yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's done a couple of them actually, and but this one was. He took his calendar from, like, it's funny, because basically what it amounts to is when he moved from San Francisco to L.A., and when he got to L.A., you'll laugh at this, because he discovered the new Beverly Theater. Yes, oh, which, yeah. Which is one of my faves I when say, I go there. You, you love to hit that up when you're here, yeah. But uh, uh, Mr., you know, twenty early 20s, uh, Patton Oswalt, kind of got, as he admits it, like into a four-year film addiction. Because he was working on Mad TV and making pretty good money, living lean, so he would split his evenings between stand up and going, going to, to the movies, rep yeah. cinemas, and his whole thing was is like you know I mean, he was going to pull a Tarantino, he was going to he was going to osmos film history and then become a director, um, which of course never happened. But that the the trick is is that. He noted, like he, he kept notes, like uh, 
calendar schedule mini oh, that's diary cool with like his thing. his notes on what he had seen and his notes and yeah. thoughts because oh, and he awesome. can cross-reference in what was going on at his life oh, sort of oh, thing i do and, know uh, this it was like his he printed these diaries then right it was like his his uh his journey into like a 1001 movies or something like that something like yeah. that yeah he was going to yeah. go through a couple of these must-see movie guides and he has early uh maybe it's not early i think i read it out of order i hope it was it was out of order <laughs> shoot i read the middle bit and this is what hooked me into buying the book anyways it was about he got his hands on a copy of uh, the day the crown, uh, the day the crown. Oh my cried. god! The yeah, infamous, uh, the infamous Jerry Lewis song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This the, for people who are not familiar with it. So Jerry Lewis wrote a script. This was years before. What's his name? I want to say Panini, but that's the sandwich. Um, uh, Roberto Benigni. Oh, it's Benigni. Roberto Benigni. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he did that. Life is was it? Life is beautiful. Yeah, the one that is he won the, the Oscar for. Yeah. Yeah, which is about an Italian clown, and you know the, uh, the the Holocaust comes along, and he gets caught up in it, and all this sort of thing. Which uh, a lot of people went Oscar movie, and a lot of real insider people went, "That's the one Jerry Lewis tried to make that nobody's ever heard of." He literally wrote and got funded and made this movie about uh, a clown that ends up like I think it's Auschwitz and is basically pressured by the Germans and by pressured I mean forced to entertain the children as they're you know yeah. led off to their doom sort of thing not and yeah not not uh, a, a little bit of a controversial topic probably a controversial Especially topic at the time. and this was in yeah. this this was at the 70s yeah. this was the 70s which means nobody war not too far behind people at that point so it was a little a little bit of a sore spot and tonally all over the place harry shearer who does the voices you know for various people on the simpsons yeah. apparently he got to see it one of the rare screenings that Lewis ever did or whatever, he got to see it. And he was, he, his comments on it were just sort of like, all over the place. <laughs> like it would go from super dark to Jerry Lewis madcap. Right. Anyways, apparently they do the test screenings and all this and the reactions were like that. People were like, what the hell did we just yeah. see? That Jerry Lewis did not release it. And uh, urban urban legend is that he always, from that point on, went around with a suitcase and the suitcase carried the only remaining copy of the movie. <laughs> Anyways, Patton Oswalt got his, his Somehow. hands on a, a copy of the script. I guess they're out there. They're, they take a little hunting, but you can find it. And he had his uh, uh, various... LA comedian friends, they did a script reading. Um, and he, he relates how basically they got it going and they were, you know, they got a good buzz going and enough buzz that like the Hollywood reporter or somebody covered them. So once they ended up in the Hollywood reporter, he was, you know, it wasn't, you know, a best kept secret anymore. And this guy showed up like a lawyer served them notice to stop. And he was all panicking. He thought it was Jerry Lewis until he realized it was, it was a producer who had somehow also gotten a copy uh, of it and was convinced that he had secured or was going to secure the rights and he was going to attempt to remake it uh -huh. or something like that. So it was infringing upon his property uh, in order to do the performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh. the last performance, because that night they were about to have a performance, they improvised an entire, an entire show about 
the guy thinking he could make the movie, getting the rights to the movie, like just <laughs> yeah. Now that I know about it, it, it's like one of these things. It was like, man, I wish I wish it could have been, been there. there. Or somebody would have filmed it, and could we could watch it at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. It would have been. Anyways, that's that's the most. It's it was funny because that was literally like a week ago. And yeah, then, and now this and uh, this happens. Jerry Lewis passed away. Well, and and uh, people may be wondering, you know, Jerry Lewis. I know him. He's the guy that uh, inspired the Doctor on the Simpsons. Why are they talking about him on the Why are we talking the Ghostbusters about? podcast? But you had, had posted an article, and uh, and and it was something that that Dan Aykroyd uh, and Harold Ramis had always mentioned uh, the influence of Ghostbusters which we keep threatening at some point we're going to actually dive into mm. in the podcast but um, but yeah Martin and Lewis uh, were one of those among like Bob Hope and uh, Abbott and Costello and it was that Martin yeah. Lewis scared stiff that was a big influence on Ghostbusters yeah it was like we really do need to go into it because they reference the Bowery Boys, right? Yeah, Bowery Boys, uh, uh, Ghost Breakers, um. Ghost Ghost Breakers uh, is the uh, the meh golf. Uh, what's his name? Um, Bob, Bob Hope. Hope. Yeah, Bob Hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> meh golf. The penguin. Meh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey kid, golf far. Um, <laughs> Beautiful downtown Burbank, California. The Burbank, welcome to Burbank, <laughs> California. Uh, yeah, and it's the same script. That's the funny part: is uh, Ghostbreakers and uh, Scared Stiff uh, are basically the exact same movie. Yeah, like, and they're like I very little deviation from them. But the the interesting part is Bob Hope, about uh, you know a guy who's you know an investigator and stumbles into a you know, a slightly paranormal uh, mystery. Uh, and, of course, that movie was called Ghost Breakers, which people remember is was one of the potential names right. for Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then all over again in Scared Stiff, it was the same premise, only with, you know, the, the duo, Martin Lewis. But, but interestingly enough, it has a, a, a Dean Martin scene uh, very early in the movie where he actually calls himself a Ghostbuster. And again, there's, they've never confirmed it, but they did name drop the movie. It's nearly impossible to think that since those guys, like when they shot that, uh, the fake television commercial and they were coming up with all the different variations of Ghostmasters, Ghostbusters, Ghostbreakers and all that, and admitted that they had, you know, they were inspired by these early movies. It's a given that they saw and internalized scared stiff right. and, in, and internalized that line and coin that term so, from, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a very small connection, but um, but I mean, I don't know. it's if, part of, it's part of the whatever the the chemistry that went into the lightning in the bottle that became the entire property that we have now dedicated uh, all these episodes uh, towards. So yeah, and it's the kind of thing in Harold Ramis when he gave those speeches that he referenced movies right. like this. It was something that as a um, a comedy film lover, he he really responded to it and Aykroyd really responded to it eras of um different eras of uh you know actors and writers and directors and all that almost can be measured like in these you know five ten-year generational arcs you can tell where they are generationally by what they internalized yeah. and you know for all of them like Landis and all that who absorbed uh, uh, all the creature feature 
films, the syndicated uh, universal monster packages that were going out and all that. Harold Ramis and them, they're, you know, being more comedy bent. They were absorbing the the television syndicated repeats of the Marx Brothers right. and, you know, these Martin and Lewis movies and Hope and Crosby movies and all that sort of thing. So I, I don't know. I, I'd encourage people that, you know, even people that are like, it's old, it's black and white, <laughs> I don't like old and all that. These, these are really good places to jump in because, yeah, there's a lot of movies – a lot of them are of the time, and if they're not, comedies are really kind of staged, yeah. you know, way more in a way that we're not familiar with that a lot of people kind of don't get into, like it's hard to get past. But the comedies of that era, way easier yeah. to get into. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and yeah. Super enjoyable. Somebody, I think when I posted that he had passed, I passed. I put up the trailer for... Um, for scared stiff and a link on YouTube to uh, a copy of the movie that was up there, and somebody else posted that one of their I had forgotten all about it, but one of their favorites was um, he makes a cameo in Mad 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 World. Yeah, I don't know if you have you ever seen it. Oh yeah, I mean the cream of the crop of comedians show up in that movie. Yeah, it's this one. It's this. I guess that was late '60s, and it was this snapshot of. You know the the three decades prior yeah. of Hollywood, just before you know the seventies Hollywood cinema you know started up its new crop sort of thing, and it's literally just um, uh, I don't know. People listening are more likely to have maybe seen Rat Race, yeah, Rat Race, or, yeah. or even the Great Race, a little much earlier than that. But that was yeah, that was the early the, yeah. the concept of a a, a contest to. Uh, a, a race across the country or a race across the continent or whatever that's a comedy yeah the great race and it's a mad 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 world and uh yeah rat race all cut from the same cloth but this one was uh uh there's a scene where uh, so spencer tracy is the chief of police who catches wind of this race and is trying to at least catch some of them and he comes back to his office and he's stomping through and gotta do this and gotta do that and he takes his hat off and he flings it to the hat rack at the next to his desk, misses, and the window's open, and he's like four stories up, and the hat goes out, and he's leaning out the window, and he, he's leaning out the window, and he's like, ah! And the, one of the other officers runs out and leans over to the secretary. He did it again and <laughs> runs off. And and then it cuts down to the street, and in this four-lane L.A. highway, you know, like one of the one of the streets in LA yeah. at the time. Not not a lot of buildings, but the streets were big. And it's sitting there in the middle of the road and it cuts to a car coming on and it's Jerry Lewis and he's just sort of <laughs> driving along and then you see him look over to the middle of the road and his eyes go wide and this idiotic grin comes on <laughs> and he swerves the car over, runs it over, gets this ecstatic look on his face and drives off. That was it. <laughs> that was his cameo. And it's one of the funniest things in the whole movie. Didn't say a stupid word. It was amazing. <laughs> Ugh. I mean that's uh yeah and and uh you know his his unique delivery his uh slapstick whatever you want to call it madcap comedy uh you know uh, I I'm sure that's what everybody remembers him for for the Freud Lavens and all of that kind of stuff yeah. but uh you know I mean regardless of what you thought of the dude uh, off camera a, a good good way a good reason good excuse to go back and revisit some of of his early works and uh yeah. Yeah. Let's put it this way. He, he's been boiled down to a caricature because he had that impact on popular culture. Right. Yeah. Everybody has this vague idea of the caricature of, of Jerry Lewis because 
that's the impact he had. Like I've listened to, um, I was going to say uh, our favorite uh, Gilbert Godfrey podcast, but I think it was on another one. Somebody was talking about it. It might've been the Dana Gould one actually, but they were talking about how at the, the peak of their fame. And of course these guys went from, um, radio to film to television over a two decade period or, you know, 10, 15 years within a two decade period, Martin and Lewis were huge. And they tried to explain to people that when they traveled, there would be mobs outside the hotel. Like they were big enough that they kind of hit that same sweet, you know, that not sweet spot, that pinnacle of, of fame that, uh, you know, Beatles got yeah. or, um, who else? Uh, Michael Jackson or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, they were huge yeah. internationally. Oh yeah, huge. So I don't know, kids. If you want to bone up on some stuff, just based on the fact that they were able to achieve that in their time, it's worth at least checking out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and two guys that were kind of in the twilight of their career at that point too. They got together and and just went uh, crazy. So um, so yeah. yeah so uh, you know, uh, our our respect to Jerry Lewis, uh, not just for his comedy, but also for all of the the great charity fundraisers and all of the, you know, the telethons that we watched uh, as kids, uh, <laughs> many, many a telethon. I remember Eddie Murphy and a lot of, of big stars would always show up on the, the Jerry's kids, uh, telethon. So, uh, yep. you know, uh, a, a tip of the cross rip cap to, uh, Jerry Lewis. And, uh, now let's, let's get into the, the Ghostbusters news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Sheboygan. <laughs> Everybody's got their Jerry Lewis impression, too. That's the thing. Like you're saying, it's like, <laughs> and the ladies. And the, and the ladies. <laughs> Uh yeah, anyway. Godfrey's got a good one. Gilbert. Godfrey's oh man. Got a good oh one. god, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, that's I haven't I haven't listened to their tribute yet, but I'm sure that's that's a pretty good one. But um, oh yeah. So uh, so Ghostbusters news, everybody. Um, if you have not been following on the interwebs, you've been missing out on a lot of cool things that are happening uh, outside of North America. Uh, as as usual, <laughs> a lot of cool things are are not happening here on our continent. They are happening across the pond. Um, in Spain, I don't know, Chris, have you seen these things, these, these art installations that they're doing for their, uh, Festa de Gracia? No, I haven't seen them. Oh. I heard, I have not seen yet. So, so what they do is it seems to me like it's, um, you know how in Miami they do like art basil and they do, it's, it's like for tourist season, they have a lot of people that come in, they do these art installations and they'll put up paintings, they'll put up statues, they'll put up, uh, uh, murals, uh, there's a lot of performance art and it just sort of becomes like a walking art gallery of the entire city. It seems like, uh, Spain is doing the exact same thing. Uh, they have this, their, their fiesta that they do during the tourist season, during the summer here, uh, they put up all these art installations and for some reason, uh, maybe because Ghostbusters being back in the zeitgeist, uh, maybe because we've got Halloween right around the corner. I'm not entirely sure, but they have, uh, not one, not two, not three, but four Ghostbusters art installations. And they kind of look like they were done by the same artist too. So that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe it was somebody who was feeling the Ghostbusters vibe and, and went around and did these. But uh, there's one that's a, a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, a pretty you know, large scale sized uh, Stay Puffed that's in an alleyway 
great, great photo ops. I've seen a lot of people that are up there either pretending to bust him or running away from him. Um, I'm assuming he's made of like paper mache or something. It looks like he's been hand sculpted, which is really cool. Um, then there's another one of Slimer being busted by, I think it's Ray. He's, he's kind of like, it's like a mannequin wearing a costume. And I think it's supposed to be Ray cause he's got the ecto goggles on. Uh, there's a Peter Venkman statue that's kind of next to a fire hydrant. Uh, seen a lot of great photos of that. Um, but by far, I think the coolest one is they have an entire, uh, Zool rooftop, uh, installation that has Gozer and the two terror dogs and, uh, same, same thing. I think it's pretty much life size, if not maybe like three quarter scale or something, but, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's, it's. If, if you're in the area, I'm not sure if it's still happening as you will be listening to this, unfortunately, but uh, if you were lucky enough, share share those photos because it looks like it was super cool. And I, I don't know, I mean, it, I feel like Ghostbusters now, there's been like a resurgence of art, Chris. Like there's a lot of great fan art that I'm seeing on, on Twitter and on Facebook and uh, uh, what's the, I'm blanking on it, DeviantArt, DeviantArt? What's the name of the stupid website? Yeah, DeviantArt. DeviantArt. Thank you. God. I don't think it, I don't think it's a hard T. I don't think it's DeviantArt. Deviant yeah, De- for deviants. Well, DeviantArt. There's some Maybe questionable is. stuff on there too sometimes, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of really cool art uh, that's out there, and we I'd like to encourage you guys uh, share those with Chris and I so we can put those uh, through the social media chains because I've seen a lot of really great. Uh, you shared one just today, Chris of. Like Holtzman uh, swooping uh, Aaron into her arms, and I think it was like a a tribute for uh, Kristen Wiig's birthday, maybe. But uh, just re- like really great art that's out there, so uh, check check it out. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, Bobby's toy chest. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we talked about this because we had uh, our our awesome Jordan Monsell, uh, uh, interview last week, but so Bobby's toy chest, we had speculated what we thought was going to be on that 16 millimeter can of film that he had. And, uh, Chris, uh-huh. you were correct. Your speculation <laughs> was right. Uh, they have some way somehow come upon the, uh, I think it's an original print of the original, uh, promo pilot for real ghostbusters. That sort of, yeah, that, that teaser they used for the licensors to get interested in putting uh, merchandising money into something uh, for the the networks, I would imagine, to purchase uh, airtime for the show. Um, so they've they've got it, and it looks awesome. I mean, they've they've only posted a few frames from it. Uh, they're still kind of they're teasing us with their high definition restoration. Yeah, but every every, every single one was a, a comparison shot, though. Yeah, to the yeah. what we have on DVD. And what they have on uh, on film, and uh, the differences. Oh man, I mean, staggering. And it makes sense. I, th- I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but you know, these here we are in uh, 2017. All of these shows that were on TV, uh, they went to broadcast masters, so they were probably on old three quarter inch tapes or VHS tapes or something that got played 500 times uh, and then sat on a shelf for 20 years and degraded and in quality and. Then they went back to transfer it over to the DVD, and that's that's what you're seeing, not just on the, this promo pilot, but for the episodes themselves. Um, so that's that's why the quality is is not so hot. But this this 16 millimeter film looks to me like it is a original uh, stricken print from whatever the negative was that they created this animation from. So 
I mean, they, they yeah. posted the firehouse and you could see detail in all of the little cobblestones and all of the, all of the painstaking time that these artists went, uh, and, and put into yeah. these cells, uh, you, you, you see it. And I mean, it, <laughs> I wish that all of the episodes or at least a handful of the episodes existed in this format so that they could go back and restore it. So we could actually see what this animation looks like, but, uh, yeah, well, Hey, I'll take anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is this is a bonus. This is this is like Ghost Corps going into a, wherever their storage facility is and finding the Fort Detmering can. You know, like oh my god, I can't. You found it, fantastic. Yeah, uh, thank God I, it exists. I, I try to find that that perspective too. Where yes, it would be nice if we had episodes that looked that good, but given that. I mean, frankly, there are still Doctor Who episodes missing from that exact same period of time. <laughs> right. I, you know, and that, and that's in the eighties. If you go back further, there are so many bits of film history. Oh that my God. Lost that were and all taped that sort over of just because they needed the television. Tape yeah. Um, I, you know, how many, how many, how many years are like, I think, I think Carson is a rarity because I think Carson had it contractually that copies had to be retained or something like that. But a lot of television, like, you know, earlier back into the sixties and seventies and all that never got retained. Oh yeah. The reason we, the reason why we watch things like they only put it, why don't they put out the complete, I don't know, Carol Burnett show. That may not be a good example, but you know, it's like, why don't they put out the complete one? Why are they putting out this best of? It's like the best of is what's still That's around. That's all that exists. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, so when you were sitting there, I mean, I know everybody's re- everybody's got really big TVs, really cheap now. By the way, that's something else you all take for granted. You little brats, get off my lawn! <laughs> like fifty-inch televisions used to be, like you know, Richie Rich at the end of the block. Yeah, now had you've them. got a 4K 50-inch television set. 50-inch television, uh, yeah, that they gave you free when you signed up for a phone right. plan. It's like, yeah, come on. exactly. <laughs> Anyways, the point is I realize that it's very easy to get used to what we have and then look at this, which actually, you know, there's no, you know, I talked about it. There's no two ways about it. These these copies that we have on DVD are pretty good. Let's be honest. Getting them from the broadcast masters is at least better than the stuff that used to be floating around sure, on torrents off yeah. of TV and all that. But at the exact same time, you know, everybody's looking at it going, ah, you know, it's it's barely 720p and all that. And it's like, I'm I'm just glad we have I'm just it. glad we frankly, can watch them. Yeah. We could be missing large yeah. chunks of it. But to have, I mean, I guess at the end of it, I mean, it could have been completely random. Like, it could have been, we found the film uh, copy of an episode. Yeah. And it'd be, I don't know, one of the Slimer <laughs> real Ghostbusters. And we'll be like, well, this is just mocking uh, us now, isn't it? Yeah. To have the pilot. You know the 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 demo that they put, which is you talked about when they put it together. I'll have to check now, but that date on it, I kind of wonder. That's probably the one that you and I talked about. That's probably the one that went to TV. It it to, has to be because it was like a, it. it was a late nineteen eighty six uh, date, if yeah. I remember correctly. So, but I think I think it's possible that that exact same, not that the copy they have, but uh, that's what they showed at the tr- the film and television syndic- the television syndication trade show yeah in vegas i have the the program guide for that and i have a button that they gave out you know come oh yeah some room, whatever they want to get the advertisers on the hook they want uh kellogg's yeah. to sell their cereal during this this show and yeah so that was probably what they were showing people was that thing so 
Yeah, fair is fair. We all have our favorites, and I think we'd have a debate about which one they should, you know, definitely knock knock. Oh yeah, knock knock. I yeah, Yeah, knock knock or Mr. Sandman or knock knock Mr. Sandman. Citizen Ghost is always a good one. Citizen Ghost is a good one. But the point there is that um, world's greatest Ghostbuster. Yeah, see, we've just wanted. There we go. We got four or five. I mean, but but you're right. We're (laughs) we're lucky that this exists too because that mentality from. God, even even to like five, ten years ago where it was like, well, that's over, throw it away. Uh, you know, I, I remember yeah. being on the Fox lot and seeing an entire office cleared out when I think it was X-Men 2 or was it the first X? I know it had to have been the second X-Men, but they finished production on X2 and uh, everything went into a dumpster. It was just like, here you go. It's all going into a landfill somewhere. And yeah. uh so, you know, or or uh, Star Wars. God, the global phenomenon that was Star Wars in 1977. Uh, what prompted George Lucas to go back and do the, the special editions? Yes, he wanted yeah. to make changes, but also they went to the salt mines and they found that the film was all blue and red. I mean, it was degrading from time because de- they, yep. they didn't want to keep it, uh, or, or they weren't thinking that they needed to keep this master around for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know? So, yeah. Um, now, you live in LA. You've you're familiar with Bob Burns, but you've never been to see his oh, I collection. Have. Have you? I have. Have oh, you? Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Yes. So again, we talked about him before, and we didn't bring him. It's connected both to what we're talking about and to Ghostbusters because he was he was uh, Tracy the Gorilla on the filmation. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Ghostbusters. But his um, most of his collection is stuff that was uh, saved. Like some of the first bits in his collection was, uh, I think the most famous one is the original King Kong armature. Yeah, the Harryhausen armature that he's got. Yeah. Yeah, a machine shop made that for Harryhausen, and then he tossed it like it was just going to go away. Because if you're going to do something else, yeah. build a new armature. Or uh, Ed Woods, uh, the studio that distributed uh, Ed Woods' stuff, they called him over saying, yeah, they're, we're dumping stuff if you want to come get it. And he saved uh, some of the two of the three model kit UFOs from Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. Now, say what you will about Plan 9 from Outer Space. That, you know, it's good or bad. <laughs> it's iconic. And that stuff yeah, was just going to be history. tossed. And yeah. he, he saved it. So, yeah, out of everything that could have – your point is exactly right. Out of out of all the things with to do with, you know, the real Ghostbusters, this demo thing should have been – should have been the last There's no thing reason. that was kept. Yeah. There was no reason we should have even had the copy we had on the DVD set, yeah. let alone be so lucky that these guys found a... F- I'll take it. The, the question I have now is, will this be enough of an impetus? Like, can they can they get some low-cost stuff? Like, like we talked about this before, like the Japanese... Um, uh, the Japanese extra, you know, that little documentary that right. aired on Slimer Japanese Slimer wouldn't television. go there. Yeah. Slimer, Slimer wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, to put that and the 720p broadcast masters onto one or two Blu-rays and put it as an edition because, uh, an, sorry, an edition. Sure, sure. I'm tired and I'm slurring. <laughs> um, it's the beer. Mm, beer. I'd pay for that. Yeah. I would pay for the, like, you and I debated, like, oh, it's out on Apple. Are you going to get it all? The price is not bad. but And then I'm like, I'll just get one or two of the faves for digital just so they're, will you get all the discs again? Yeah. Maybe it's good for late, you know, people that don't have it already or missed out on the, you know, the the time life one and all that. Hands down, if they put out yeah. all that and, and this film thing and maybe, you know, one or two extras 
done. Well, or I'm, I'm in. yeah, I mean, uh, Ghost Core uh, ex- extend the olive branch to uh, Bobby's toy chest and get that HD master when they're done with it, and put it Ooh. put it on a box set <laughs> with <laughs> Fort Det Mirroring, and you know exactly. Uh, well, so speaking speaking of teasing, you know, on on Twitter, uh, Toy Box there was they were talking about or Bobby. Mr. Toybox. Mr. Toybox. Yeah. Bobby's toy, toy chest. Box. Yeah. Uh, toy chest. Sorry. Mr. Toy chest of the, of the, of the, uh, Illinois toy chest. <laughs> um, I don't even know what state that joke would have been better if I could if remember what he state from. he's yeah. operating from. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he did drop hints that it made it sound like he was kind of had the feelers out sort of thing. So it's not being done in a vacuum. It seems like he's, he's, he's at least, confident enough that something's going to yeah. be done with it that he is putting his own money into having this uh what'd you call it telescene yeah telescene yeah telescene yeah the transfer basically um, is what's happening yeah, yeah exactly um Which, well and and there's uh the rgb toys uh, instagram uh, account if you're not following it go and don't run uh don't walk don't run sprint <laughs> because they're posting right. all of this great production art and concept art and uh, proofs and Let's, QC checks and all of this stuff. So somewhere, somehow, they got a hold of all of the Kenner archives, and they're pu- they're putting it all up there. And it's it's amazing. Ah, it's so cool. Yeah, it um, is. So there there is that wealth of material that in a bonus it's box the movie set that a keeps book. on giving. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty years later, here we are on episode twelve fifty. <laughs> we both have no voices. Like, Get off my line. Like, I like pudding. <laughs> Where'd my teeth go? Um, <laughs> Jessica died, you know. Oh. I miss my cat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, let's talk about hockey before this gets even darker. <laughs> um, old time hockey. Old time hockey. Yes, uh, hockey fans like myself, Chris. You're you're a hockey fan. You're Canadian. You have to be a hockey fan. It's uh, it's required in the bylaws, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I put this? As a Canadian. My low-level interest in hockey, when compared to the average American, would would I would look like a, a rabid fan in comparison. Yeah, I mean, hockey That's just is, how being Canadian goes. Yeah. Uh, it's still, still, some years later, we're, we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the NHL, and, uh, you know, here in- I played it. I played Little League. I remember having and losing at least three Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. Oh, um, yeah. All it's, right. Uh, oh, and then I was I was in Calgary um, when the Flames got their their cup win. Oh my there god! In so the eighties. See, there you go. That's uh, right. Right of passage. Uh, that one was terrifying because Calgary is sprawled, very similar to say a Phoenix. You know, lots of room to for a city to spread out, uh, and so everybody's got a house with a big yard, which means it's not densely pack, uh, packed together population-wise. But I was dr- driving down the road and could still hear the the change in the city. Like, I, <laughs> I was on the road when they won the when cup. When they won, yeah. And the, the evening, right? So sun going down sort of thing, and just... Yeah, you know, springtime, the summer's coming, you know, the so the, the light sticking around later sort of thing. And just, I shouldn't have been able to hear anything, but the entire mm-hmm. air quality tone to the oh, city man. just changed. But anyway. The eruptions. Well, I mean, you're, you're the in point, Vancouver the point where is, they is, riot when they yeah. lose. So anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> I had nothing to do that with that, as far as you know. Anyway, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't keep track of stats. I don't keep track of. I, I am a fair weather fan in that I just. I go occasionally to the games. I know how it's played. I can watch it and appreciate it, but I do not track the seasons. Not, yeah. And if if my team get being, you know, you know, Vancouver gets anywhere near the playoffs, I'll start paying attention. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so I'm the opposite. I'm an Avalanche fan. My team was the worst team in NHL oh. history last season. You and my brother. I should get. I should. I, you got. Yeah. You two have to meet. Avs uh, fans. That's what I mean. I had to. I get, you you talk about being in Calgary when they won the cup. I was in Colorado when they won the cup. So that's you know, true. That was that was right there at the big boom. But anyway, so that is true. Anyway, so we're talking about hockey because Cam Talbot, uh, who we have talked about on this podcast before, he has a huge love for Ghostbusters. Um, yeah. When he played for the New York Rangers, he had this really great statue of Liberty and uh, and Slimer goalie mask that uh, he he sported. That was probably about two seasons ago now at this point. But yeah, how many seasons did he have? Because he he had his farm league was when we first ran into him. Yeah, he had the he had the Ghostbusters two logo. I think yeah. that was his first one. Then you played three for the Rangers. Seasons? Uh, yeah. yeah, and now he's playing for Edmonton. Um, and. Uh, and he is sporting a Ghostbusters mask for this upcoming season. And, you know, goalie masks, uh, again, for those of you who are not hockey fans, goalie masks are, they have become art pieces. You know, there's always a bit of a mystique around who you're starting goalies, uh, uh, what their mask is going to look like, how it's going to be designed, who painted it. Uh, yeah. and, and this particular one is, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome because it's both personal to him and it's Ghostbusters related. Uh, so this season he's sporting a goalie mask that has uh, two Moogly-inspired uh, uh, drawings, uh, illustrations on it that pay homage uh, to his two newborn twins, Landon and Sloan. So uh, picture picture the beloved No Ghost logo, but with pacifiers. That's <laughs> what. Now, <laughs> and one one with a pink ribbon. And one with a pink ribbon. So uh, it's it's very cute. It's very sweet. It's actually kind of the opposite of what the goalie masks usually do. You like for yeah. for the avalanche, it's usually a snow monster or something that's kind of scary or intimidating. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so Cam Talbot uh, paying paying tribute to his newborn kids. Uh, very cool, and also still keeping with his Ghostbusters theme. So. We really, he's never addressed it. Like he said, oh, I'm a fan. That's it. Like we really need to try and talk to him. I, yeah. I mean, he's, I think in the same way that Zack Ryder, you know, being, being a professional athlete uh, slash like sports figure and being a nerd at the same time. Like, I think there's a bit of a line where you can go up to them and be like, all right, so tell us your Vigo theory. How do you think Vigo was defeated at the end of the second movie? Spe- speaking of which, you guys really did reach out to us with a lot of, of awesome theories. Uh, multi-tweet, like four or five tweet uh, theories, which uh, I, I really enjoyed. We'll have to... I'll, I'll dig those up and we'll, we'll read them later in the show. Um, but Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, Cam Talbot, check that out. Uh, we'll, we'll post up some photos, but I know it's on the proton charging Facebook right now. Um, yeah. If you ever, if you're ever, uh, channel flipping and you end up on a, an Edmonton game, uh, watch it because the, the reason these masks have started to grow in popularity is because when you televise a hockey game, uh, you know, hockey, uh, this, this, the players are skating around moving. But uh, goalie, yep. not going anywhere. Yep. During all of the so breaks. It was, <laughs> <laughs> very easy to get a nice 
clean, no motion tracking shot, and they know it too. And uh, what's the gentleman's name? Gunnarsson? Uh, yes, uh, Dave Gunnarsson is the artist on the the mask. Dave Gunnarsson yeah. does uh, masks, uh, consignment masks for a lot of a lot of people, and he's been doing cams since Farm League, I think. Because I remember us, not you and I, talking on the podcast, but because this predates the podcast. Yeah, yeah, this is. But I remember having it up on the the site and all that. All the way back to the farm league, and short. I think, yeah, that was the first time we did. It, it, it wasn't making the news. Rather, Gunnarsson's website, he would feature it, and that's how we found. Yeah, out we about found it. it through his. He he posts up those designs, and hopefully, he'll post this one up so we can see it. Yeah, uh, so nice get a and good close up look. Yeah. But uh, within two years, yeah, Cam got his shot, and he was he was off to the the big leagues. Yeah, we've watched him skyrocket along with his Ghostbusters mask. So uh, check check that out. Uh, NHL season one starts in a few one weeks. Of us. Yeah, we one are legion. Of us. Are the expo- exposition games going on? Probably going on. Uh, now, they start. So. Yeah, they start in a couple of weeks here. The first one is uh, uh, sept- second week of September, I believe. So, um, well, there you go. Uh, so at, hey, if you've ever been interested in hockey, uh, check the go to NHL.com. They'll have the 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 game schedule up, and you never know. Edmonton may be in your town in the preseason, and uh, tickets are cheap. Pre-season. Yeah, go. yeah, totally. That's, and that's the make time to check a it Ghostbusters out. sign and catch uh, Cam's attention. <laughs> That's, what's a good sign for uh, for Cam Talbot? Um, oh God! Oh, it's got to be some sort of trap reference because isn't that what the uh, the net's called? The trap? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah okay. I looked uh, at the trap. I looked camp. at the trap. <laughs> I don't know. So something uh, like that. Something. Yeah, there's got to be something uh, there. We'll come back to that too. We definitely. We gotta come up uh, with some we'll good ones. Actually, no. Throw it out to the crowd. Oh yeah. Tweet us. Yeah. What do you <laughs> tweet, got? Tweet what, what's your tweet best your sign cam to sign. get Cam Talbot's attention? Not not to distract the poor guy while he's trying to you know catch pucks out of midair, but uh, Vigo three sixteen. <laughs> Vigo three sixteen. Oh, that, there you go. Oh. Spirit of Halloween's open. Go get yourself one of the Slimer rubber masks <laughs> and a, and a rainbow fright wig, <laughs> and get yourself a Vigo three sixteen. Yeah, Vigo three sixteen. Death is but a door. <laughs> anyway so uh let's talk about our pal stingray who who fed us yet another bone i don't know how this guy finds some of the stuff that he finds but uh i i know how he finds it he does for theme parks what we do with ghost okay so he's he's which is he he commits himself yeah he's there but um so the great movie ride which was in the uh, hollywood studios at disney world in florida uh, just uh-huh. closed its doors. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it was a dark ride that um, it was basically their answer to the Universal Tram Tour. They wanted to have you going into the movies uh, with a tour guide who gets kidnapped by pirates and a whole bunch of stuff happens. But so uh, basically, you go into these different soundstage rooms and they have scenes set up, uh, or they had scenes. Like I should talk in the past tense because it's it's gone now. But um, but now that it's gone, we know that there was going to be a Ghostbusters scene. Uh, at some point they were planning it, they were talking about it, somebody was pressuring for it, uh, and, and they just couldn't make it work, uh, for some reason. Um, but what, what would have happened was it would have become almost like the animatronic version of the, the spooktacular show. You would have probably on your ride car, uh, walked in or, uh, driven into the Zool temple and you would have seen the Ghostbusters fighting Gozer or uh, the ballroom fighting Slimer or something like that. But, um, it, pr- pretty cool to know what could have been 
didn't happen for probably legal reasons would be my guess or uh, budgetary reasons. Maybe they didn't want to swap out the, that I, I think that's why it closed because it got very dated very quickly. Um, yeah, I was listening to um, the James Bonding podcast, and there are a bunch of theme park uh, right. nuts yeah. there, and a couple of them had been to see this thing, and they were talking about that it was all kind of built around the Wizard of Oz, and you know that's nineteen thirty whatever, <laughs> like so, uh, and it you know a lot of it was really old Hollywood stuff, right? Like, Singing in the rain and. <clears throat> So if Ghostbusters came out in 84, I don't know when the ride would have started, but I get the impression that a lot of older movie stuff was easier to get in there because the, I mean, they weren't as hot and they were definitely large, you know, uh, uh, high visibility, high, yeah, what do you want well, to and it was, it was supposed to be classic Hollywood. So that's why it was like classic Wizard Hollywood, Oz, yeah. singing in the rain, uh, that's Casablanca, right, yeah. like that, that, that sort of like, oh, you're in the middle of these iconic scenes from, from older movies. Whereas yeah. you can see that if then at about the same time they're like, and what's the hot thing right now? Well, Ghostbusters is one of them and it's just, yeah, rights wise, it's a little too hard to. To land, although it's a shame because if they could have landed some of this stuff, you know that ride maybe wouldn't have shut shut down. Right, uh, just this past year they could have kept up it, updating it for the <clears throat> the hit summer movie or whatever the big you know pop culture zeitgeist was. But uh, that costs uh, well, costs a lot of money. It's really expensive. Uh, still a pretty good run though, like a mid eighties to, uh, to yeah. Now. I think That's... it opened like late eighties at least, but. Um, yeah. So, so it, at any rate, uh, you know, uh, interesting to see what could have been, but, um, but yeah, we, uh, I don't know. We're, we're some way somehow going to get out to, uh, Germany. I want to ride the Hyde Park resort ride because I feel like that's, that's the closest we're going to get to this, this big, uh, e-ticket ride. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, so, well, well no, we still got L'Aventura Lazar. <laughs> Oh, we can get down to Mexico. We got to get down to Mexico. There is the Dubai ride, but uh, everybody, we've we've heard we'll back from a lot it. of people that are like, eh, don't go to Dubai. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fly all that way and stand in the heat, let's let's give it a couple years to buff out some <laughs> some edges there, or at least get Smurf Village open or something. <laughs> yeah, we got to see the Smurfs. We got to see the Smurfs. Um, oh, I would so run around heat stroke. La 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 la. la. <laughs> La, 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 la. Ah, uh, man. Hey. I don't want to go back to my hotel. <laughs> I want another one of these Maybe drinks. some more shots of tequila. Uh, Does he know that they don't serve alcohol in Dubai? <laughs> no. Shut no, up. Don't no. tell We brought our la, own. That's la, how we roll. La, 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 la. <laughs> hey, jokey smurf. I got a joke for you. Tequila. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's talk about IDW Hurry comics. Up, I'm tired. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> IDW. Okay. Uh, so we have gotten our first look at the sequel crossover to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Uh, Sci-Fi Wire. They have uh, almost all of them, I think. For the five-week release, they've released pretty much all of the covers that we're going to be seeing. Um, I don't know if it's... Is it two? A cover and a variant for each one? I think then, it's, yeah, it's that must a be pretty close. Variant. The first issue has like three variants, though. Yeah. Um, so there's there's quite a bit, but I mean there's there's a lot of these. I mean there's, of course there's a Dapper Dan uh, cover. There's uh, Kevin Eastman has done his. Uh, Carl Moline has done his. Donnie Tran has done his. Like so many covers. 
I think my favorite might be the issue three one, uh, where it's uh, it's Slimer and Michelangelo sitting at the table and they're both chomping down on pizza, which <laughs> pizza makes a whole <laughs> lot of sense. Uh, is it the Eastman one that's Winston and uh, Leonardo? Yes, I think is it that is the Eastman one. He's I can't got, remember offhand. Well, he's got the like the bird's eye view one too for the first issue, if I remember right. It's like. Yeah. The four, the four of each of them, uh, kind of, you know, in a semicircle, ready to do battle. Um, I, I, it may or may not be the Eastman one, Eastman one, and I apologize uh, to you, the listener, and to Kevin himself, and to whatever artist did do it, if I have it wrong. But uh, just today, somebody posted a picture of a fan thrower. So fans are now at the point where they're starting to do mods to their, uh, like they're doing alternate designs to their their equipment, and uh, it looks like that. Depending on how optimistic slash not cynical you are, it was interpreted as he was doing it as an homage to fan work, whereas part of the old man here says <laughs> they just didn't know the difference. They googled. Ghostbuster proton pack and it showed up. Um, but yeah, quite clearly is this fan's alternate version of the thrower that he, he, he drew into the cover. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, whether he intended to or not, immortalized. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. And I know uh, we have seen a teaser for the final, the sixth and final issue of 101, which is just around the corner as well. And uh, Dapper Dan has thrown a few thrower Easter eggs into that one too. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're going to hand out slime throwers to a bunch of raw recruits, uh, rather than giving them giant heavy ones and or making Dan draw giant heavy ones, uh, they all got issued a uh, a. a Let's say a Kenner-sized slime yeah, thrower, perhaps, yeah, exactly. that looks a little familiar to us. Um, so, so yeah, so cool, cool Easter eggs. And again, those these covers, I mean, the IDW, as always, knocking it out of the park. I want every single one of, of them is almost amazing. every single one of them. Um, and I say almost every single one of them because, not because of the quality of some of them, but also because I just, I don't have space and I don't have money to buy, like, prints <laughs> of all of them. So I need to, I need to hedge my bets a little bit there. But, um... So, uh, so check that out. That's going to be starting here right around the corner, uh, in the fall. Uh, and we also have uh, issue six also right around the corner. So IDW putting out some, some super great stuff. Uh, spirit stores, you mentioned them earlier, Chris. I don't know if, uh, people have been kind of getting mixed results going into their spirit stores. They're popping up now. Yes, it is uh, still the end of August, but the spirit stores are popping up, uh, around the country. Um, and, and we're getting reports of the usual kind of fare, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, tumbler glasses, shot glasses. Uh, some people have found the Slimer puppets. Uh, I don't think anybody has found the proton pack in store quite yet, but, um, that makes sense because they're the, the people that pre-ordered them still haven't gotten theirs yet either. Right. So, well, yeah, we, uh, no, the, First run sold out, and I think they're starting to mail out. Oh, are but they? The okay, second, so people are getting them. Well, if nothing else, there's a guy, I saw a video where a guy did a, a mod tutorial, so he got his hands on one somewhere. Ah, okay. Um, but I think what it amounted to is they had, uh, if my understanding is they have uh, stock for that first run, and then put in, we talked about this before, uh, put in a second order. Second order has obviously not 
come off the boat yet, but uh, should be. I think people are getting notices in their email that it should show up mid September. So, yeah, just hopefully, uh, definitely, definitely in time for uh, the the Halloween holiday. But uh, we See have not been contacted you yet. You and I. Sep- Timber. I can't hit that high that's, note. That's pretty high. Um, but that was pretty good. That was a valiant effort, man. I tried. That was- uh, yeah, I actually reached out to them, and it was it was like, Dear Spirit of Halloween, send nothing. <laughs> Dear Spirit of Halloween, Twitter, can you please connect me to somebody? Yes, email them. Yeah, I did that. Uh, all right, fine. Dear Spirit of Halloween, send nothing. All right. Uh, so, I don't know. They don't want to talk uh, to us. They me. don't want to talk to us. Um, but I'm too old to... <laughs> Uh, 20-something Chris would still be chasing them down. 40-something Chris, whatever. I got a book to read, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I got sleep that could be happening right now. Yeah. 20-something Chris would be indignant on behalf of all the fans that have not heard the news, have not seen the picture, and did not have the info on how to get a hold of it. 40-year-old Chris is kind of like, what can I tell you, kids? (laughs) Tough breaks. Tough Ooh. breaks. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so lots of uh, Ghostbusters merch to be had out there. Um, speaking of merch... We, uh, haven't, we haven't completely closed the door on the pop-up Ghostbusters Spirit Halloween store. Uh, no, I... if Call us. Wink, wink. We'll do it. You can't we'll see me, but I'm winking. Free. Wink, yeah. wink. I think he's talking to you, Mark. I think he's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, so uh, check your spirit stores. Also, uh, make sure that you're checking your 99 cent stores, your Dollaramas, your uh, big lots, yeah. uh, because there's a lot of Ghostbusters stuff that's been popping up there. Uh, Chris, I forget the name of the British one, but there's a British equivalent to a uh, uh, less expensive uh, store, and they got the uh, answer the call yeah. uh, overstock. Um, so, and, and still at a, a discounted price. I know, uh, at the Toys R Us that's next to me, uh, they still have them at whatever they are, 12, 12 99. I think Every, everybody, yeah. but Holtzman is still available on the pegs for 12 99. Uh, if that tells you anything, <laughs> but, um, it tells me a new cult has formed. <laughs> really. We're here at the birth of a new cult. It has, it has, and we love it. Uh, well, welcome to all of our Holtzman heads out there. But um, so, yeah, so check out your your local discount stores. They've got some stuff. Uh, yeah, Dollarama got the obviously a deal with uh, Mattel because they got the Hot Wheel Ecto One and Ecto One A. Hot Wheel packs. Right, and right, and was, and didn't they also get? That's where the. Um, the four original Ghostbuster figures that were like the Walmart exclusives, that's where they showed up, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I own four sets of them now. You but, have four um, sets now? I have four sets. Hey, you need a backup, man. Well, you got to... Well, we talked about this last time. I think I think we're, we talked about we'll figure out maybe a Halloween contest of some sort, and I got a set that I think we're going to give away. Nice. Give away. That's, we got to do away. it. We got to do it. Give away. Um, so, so yeah, so check those out. Let's see. We're, we're rapidly going through the rundown, but that's good. We're almost at our hour here. Uh, Oh, the iron studio stuff. Uh, we can't, (laughs) we have to talk about the iron studio stuff. So yes, this uh, it's starting with where can I get one? I was going to say you, you giggle giddily, 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 I'm as giddy as a school girl. Giddily, giddily, giddy long little doggy. Roads. 
limit limit um <laughs> so, uh so iron studios they're the uh the people behind the art statues uh which i believe are up on entertainment earth and a couple other websites uh, for sale yeah, right now one tenth scale the one tenth scale very great uh i'm sure you've seen at least the bill murray peter vankman one uh possibly even uh-huh. the, the they're really great statues um but so what they have done is for their in-store displays now, what I'm not entirely clear on is where these stores are and who got these. Brazil. Oh, it was Brazil. See, again, they're in Brazil. He's getting all the cool stuff. Um, but anyway, well, so... Uh, not kind of. Well, this is... Well, Brazil Brazil deserves some cool stuff. Um, so... There's, there's not, not really a sea. There's just a lot of... There is a continental change. Let's put it that way. I'll it, give you that. Well, true. Anyways. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Brazil... Whatever you know what I meant, not <laughs> I know what you not meant. of North America, <laughs> not of North America, exactly. Um, but uh, so yeah, so anyway, so uh, Iron Studios has done these holographic displays for the uh, retailers to put up their um, their art statues in, and they're holographic. So you've got ghosts yeah. flying around, you've got proton streams. Uh, it's it, uh, you have to see the video. I'm sure that the video does not do justice to what it probably looks like in real life because it's that. I think it's almost that same sort of Pepper's ghost effect that you see at CES every year that everybody's trying to do the like the glassless 3D, you know, when you don't have to put on the glasses and you can actually just look at here's an apple floating in midair. Ooh, you know, yeah, it's that I'm kind still, of technology. I'm still trying to figure it out because they have it. Uh, God, they have it worked out so perfectly that, uh, pardon me. Hang on. One second. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say, you, oh. you jinxed it by setting it up. I thought it was going to go away. <sighs> so did I. But uh, <laughs> they they have the four guys uh, set up and aligned perfectly so that Winston and Peter, their guns you know, at the ready, shoot streams at this ghost. And it gets trapped in the trap that Ray is holding. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how, how, how does it happen? It's just, ugh. anyway, so but, check, uh, check out the video. It's on, it's on the proton charging Facebook right now. Um, it's definitely so worth your time. You got to check it out. And, uh, to, to the, to the people out there that have the means, uh, what, uh, Jeffrey Shrek, I'm talking to you because you just buy everything, man. Um, <laughs> that's for you. Go, go buy that. Um, so yeah, so, so check that out. Um, and then what else? Okay. We've got one more thing here. We're going to make it through. We can do this. PKE surge dragon con coming up very, very soon. Everybody. Very soon. Uh, to everybody who is attending, uh, it's going to be a blast. There's going to be a whole lot of cool things. I saw that the yes, have some guys, uh, got a huge, uh, stack of stuff in from Funko that they're going to be giving away. Um, they also have these amazing prints that, uh, our friend John Yerkeba has done for PKA surge that he's only doing a hundred prints of that will be at the booth. You got to check it out. It's a really cool poster. That dude is incredibly talented. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm so jealous and envious of all the stuff that that guy can do. So yeah. uh, check that out. Uh, we do. Are know we going some year? Have we have to. About this this year, I can't go, but it's I want to go. Yeah, same here. And they have so many. There's there's great panels at Dragon Con this year. I saw that they've. You know, we do know that Dapper Dan and Eric are are going to Dapper. talk. 
Burden. And uh, Dragon Con's going to be great. And the parade is still happening. And so. Uh, that and Ch- Chase Ambrose has. Uh, has some uh, moonshine waiting for me. Somebody down there has. <laughs> this is true. They've, the, they've sworn they're going to fill me full of moonshine. I think they think the results will be hilarious. I think they'll be disappointed. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, they're going to know that uh, Chris Stewart can hold his liquor. I'm just saying it's going to be like that scene from Raiders where you're going to be you're going to be at a table with Chase and you're going to be doing the shots and you're going to be throwing those glasses down on the table and we'll see we'll see who can win who will be the victor. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah so. Well, that sounds like blood poisoning to me, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Dragon Con, PKE Surge, uh, check it out. Uh, I know all of the the Atlanta Ghostbusters are working very hard uh, to make sure that that's a, a really cool experience. So yeah, um, headcount, headcount, taking accurate headcount. Have have fun, guys. We wish uh, we wish we were both gone, but uh, we'll we'll be living vicariously through all of you. Uh, all right, so I did promise. I got two really great Vigo theories from episode 331. <laughs> uh, one of is them, one of it from Ghostbusters Resurrection because well, they promised the one. Ghostbusters Resurrection promised that they were going to send us a voicemail. Now they started to tell us what their theory was and then they said, "You know what? It's too complicated for Twitter. We're going to send you a voicemail and there is not a voicemail there yet, guys." <gasps> so we're calling you out. We're calling you out publicly here. But uh, but the other one, well, of course, we know they're on hiatus for for being too busy. They're too so we busy. We can only hassle them to I, a point. I, I kid because I love because uh, I, I I would rather before they send us a voicemail that they finish another episode because I need more podcasts to listen to on my commute. But anyway, <laughs> um, so so yes, the the resurrection guys they do have a really great one coming, uh, and of course. I knew it. I I expected it. Uh, the episode went live at twelve oh one a.m. At six oh three a.m., we got an email from Michael Tanaka, who had yes. who had his Vigo theory, um, and I'm I'm gonna read it verbatim because he he nails it. I'm like, oh, dude, of course that makes a lot of sense. So here's what Michael says about the Vigo theory. By New Year's Eve, Vigo had enough power from the negatively charged psychomagnetheric slime to take a semi-corporeal form to leave the painting in a limited range, and he had abilities exceeding a class 4, mirroring a class 7. Okay, so that that's cool. That applies to like the Tobin Spirit Guide. He's still married to the painting. He can kind of venture away from it, so that kind of right. makes him a, a class 7. Um Bonding to the psychomagnetheric slime made him weak against an equally positive charge. The singing from the people outside coincidentally provides the sufficient equally positive charge and discorporates him, forcing him to take refuge back in the painting. His standard ghost form is apparently the vi- the floating Vigo head that we see. Uh, he tries to possess Ray and transmorgifies him like he tried with Oscar, but the singing and Winston's positively charged psychomagnetheric slime ejects him from Ray's body. Drenched in the slime, the proton streams force him back into the painting because he's still anchored to the painting by whatever spell he cast before he died. Otherwise, he would have been wrangled like any other ghost. He's tied to that painting. So Vigo, now drenched in positively charged psychomagnetheric slime, is forced in there, bud. I can do this is forcefully shoved by proton streams into the painting infused with negatively charged psychomagnetheric energy 
and it's like a match being tossed to gasoline. I get it. So you've got positive and negative. It's like a magnet. Uh, the two of those things repel each other, and that's what causes the causes the explosion. So then he goes on to say that the explosion is a physical manifestation of the destruction between the bond that Vigo made with the psychomagnetic slime. Positive and negative not mixing well together. The painting of the Ghostbusters and Oscar is a manifestation showing that the painting has been flipped to a dominant positive charge. Interesting. Vigo is reduced to a non-visible form like a class one or a class two. So he's not completely eradicated. He's still around. So now this is because it's Michael Tanaki. He's very thorough. We now get into the video game. (laughs) In the video game, the psi energy pulse generated at the museum in the opening cutscene affects the painting so that Vigo is back but he is super weak because he is not properly manifested. Sort of like how Stay Puft and Gozer was so easily defeated because the manifestation was sped up and forced by the cult of Gozer. So Vigo is only limited to verbal communication. He can't do anything more past that. Uh, the painting isn't all the way back to the negative charge that he had at the start of Ghostbusters 2. Ladies and gentlemen, the authority that is Michael Tanaka, I think he wins <laughs> unless we have a challenger from uh, the Ghostbusters Resurrection guys. If if you have another theory that you want to chime in here, we'll keep this discussion going. But I uh, right now I'm, I'm ready to declare Michael as the victor. I think he's he's the winner on this one. It all makes sense. It's a pretty good me. explanation. The, it, it makes sense, except for the painting of the guys and Oscar. That, it's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I, I, I buy, well. I buy the, you know, if we, uh, if, if, if ghosts are comprised of decaying electrons of negatively charged electrons, uh, hitting it with positive energy, that makes sense. Uh, some, something I, like that what? makes we sense. We could make a vague argument that having temporarily linked himself to Ray arguably the most positive of the Ghostbusters and being pushed back that. into the thing. Yeah. Being pushed back into the painting. Maybe he took a little bit of, uh, a little reflection of Ray, which was then manifested outwards in the, in the That's painting. That's a good point. He, he possesses the heart of the Ghostbusters. So maybe Ray fights him a little bit too. So that combined with the positively charged slime combined with the singing outside, uh, combined yeah. with the Statue of Liberty, uh, you know, raising everybody's spirits. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what happened. But unless the Ghostbusters Resurrection guys want to chime in, just throwing that out there. <laughs> that's right. Step up, punks, jump up. Just get to beat down. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding, just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional CrossFit. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray.
I'm issuing challenges on people's behalf now. <laughs> exactly. well, Michael probably doesn't have a, a violent bone in his body. No. He's like, I didn't know this was going to be a challenge. <laughs> and I'm throwing shade. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, uh, before we before we instigate any other fights, uh, what, what else you got for tonight? What else? Uh, what else is in the uh, the final thoughts bag of tricks? My final thought is I I need to ask a favor of you. Oh yeah, what do you got? Can can I get something shipped to your house? <laughs> live live on the air? What is it? Uh, yeah. Is it illegal? Or, or is it narcotics? No, no. Are we? Okay. No, it it might be a hat. Oh. Did you know? Yeah. That was you? Oh. (laughs) Oh, snap. There are people that are pissed at you on Twitter. (laughs) Why? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to dig this tweet up right now on the air. Uh, so so while I'm doing this, everybody, there was an auction. If if you are a longtime follower of this here CrossFit podcast, Chris and I have vied for one of the 2016 uh, Ghostbusters crew hats from Answer the Call. Uh, and, and even since we started seeing people uh, posting their photos from the rap party, um, we've, we've wanted one of these. Now, one of them finally popped up on eBay, and uh, our really good friend out there, uh, Ecto Flapjack, uh, alerted us to it. He also alerted a few other people. I know uh, Jeffrey Shrek, again, uh, bringing you up. I know you own everything. And you're like, I already have one. I'm fine. Um, but, <laughs> but so here's, here's what's... Okay, I've got this tweet here. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. Did they delete it? Oh, I think they deleted. I think I think somebody felt bad about it because they deleted it. Oh, I feel bad for bringing it up on the air now. <laughs> so, so you were you were in a bidding war with somebody and they were really upset that at the zero hour you outbid them by however much it was. Yeah, I'm See, I'm not an eBay sniper. I do like I when I come in, at, so I was up. I put in the initial bid, which was ninety nine bucks. They wanted, and it should be pointed out to people: it's not just the hat. It seems to be a cast T shirt that some of the the cast doodled and signed. So it's it's a it's, it's a the, well, it's the shirt we talked about on the podcast where they all did their interpretation of Mike Hat of Mike Hat. It's like all the yeah. different dog uh, versions of Mike Hat. Yeah. So they wanted 350 for the two, which is I guess not bad, but too rich for my blood, but it was 99. And I to be honest, I don't I don't operate on eBay in a bidding war sort of way. Like I don't I don't auction on eBay. I'm 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 very much a buy it now kind of guy. Very rarely do I do I auction on things. Mostly because I really dislike this this you know, well I <laughs> I don't like auctioning. Like it's just, it's. I've never. I don't like the, this idea of competing to spend money against people when you know they want. It's sort of like you know, the, after the earthquake, fighting for that last flat of water. Like I just. I will. Okay. So, uh, what I do is, is I, 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 I have a very serious discussion with myself. Am I okay with the opening bid? Yes, I put the opening bid in, and then, uh, then I'll let it go. Like I may put one or two bids in, but I only found out about this yesterday. Yeah. Like I only had a tw- like twenty one hours till the end, so I put it in, and then I, and then I had to have a discussion with myself. And somebody else came along, and they put their money in. Uh, and remember, I'm in Canada, which means that whatever I. I'm paying. It's not one to one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose out thirty percent more. This is true. So this is very true. 
somebody else came along and got in at I forget what it was. Uh, I had I went in I th- I went in I was okay with the initial which was ninety nine. I think I went like ten or so bucks over, which I said that's a comfortable one. So there was a there was a bid and then an, an auto out bid on by the amount I put in, and then somebody else went over that. And then I had to go away and think, and I came back with like because and this is the other thing it's it it wasn't that I was like deliberately sniping at the last minute. I quite literally left my office and had to put a timer in saying alert me in an hour and 10 minutes because that thing's gonna this thing's gonna right. end in an hour right. and 15 and i it went off as i was not even pulling into my driveway like pulling into to into my townhouse estate so i had five minutes to close like really what it came down to and i basically sat there i i think it was one minute left to go it's close but sniping would have been i would have dropped in my my amount like in the closing seconds and I didn't I put in I put in the amount and then I walked away and I watched it because I've had times where yeah. I give people that opening shot and I go that's the max amount I want and if you want to outdo then it go ahead yeah you've got time to do it in this minute even even if you even if you put in a lower amount and the auto goes in you've got at least one or two more shots if you're willing to pay oh, more than what I put man. in I, I tried to make as much room as possible, uh, and I was willing to walk away. Like I was kind of like, I can live without this, but I really also kind of want. <laughs> well, so, so you can you so can send who, it to me, and I I I may not guarantee that you get it. I may take photos it. of me wearing it. That's fine. Us. Yeah, you can you can quote unquote check the merchandise <laughs> before you ship it on. Um, but I did. I found the tweet, um, and and so here. So it's it's J E Glass, uh, Nerd Glass, who she has one of the most amazing 2016 Proton Pack replicas that I've seen. With the the lights are fantastic on it. I didn't see any of this. Like I was in on the thread that Ecto Flapjack sent out, which included you, me. I, yeah, I had to go uh, digging because she Mr. did not Shrek. respond to to us. But uh, so see, see, I didn't realize some if somebody else was in there going, I'm in on it. I also might have second like, thought the whole uh, thing but I was looking at this run of us Shrek was out you were like you know I was I, you, understandably yeah. you were like no I can't uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Ecto Flapjack Fun Kelly. no uh, Fun Kelly said no she didn't want it but so yeah so, so I thought I was Glass. I was safe I thought I was dealing with strangers no. not fellow ghost heads but I here's, apologize here's what we're gonna do um, uh, Nerd Glass if you are listening I've got something for you so uh, drop drop me a, a direct message and we'll we'll send something for you as a consolation prize but I, I do want to read just so you know what you've done Chris here's what you have oh, God. Um, whoever outbid me, I hope you effing. I'm not. I'm not using the word she used. Choke you prick. <laughs> and well, then. she should. She should maybe. Here's the, here's what I'll put out on the podcast. She should maybe contact me because, as cool as the shirt is, I'm not that big on. You it. just wanted I was the hat. Already, We've only I just wanted want the, the hat. hat. Yeah. I was already thinking about maybe putting the feelers out to see if anybody wants the shirt. So it's quite possible. Oh my goodness. Even even after all this negative Oh god, we're going to bring Vigo back at this rate if we're not careful. We're, um 
there's a ch- there's a chance that depending on what she wanted out of out of the auction, she 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 doesn't know this might be her lucky day. That's Meh? that's very true. That's very. I true. get my hat, and she could be she could be getting exactly what she wanted no, no. for for less. Yeah, than and the auction here's price. the catch: she has to be a listener of the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna hang this oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make sure that she's no, to the podcast. no. Well, no, because I, like I said, if I do decide, because this is the other thing I was thinking too is like I can go a little higher than I might normally. Because if I'm not that interested in the shirt, I can offset some of my my investment here, right? Right. So yeah, you can turn turn the shirt back around. So um, you know what? She doesn't have to be a listener to a podcast. There's a very good chance that somebody who does listen to her podcast knows her and will uh, please yeah. send along. Please ask her to listen to this bit because I think I've carefully laid out that I was not. You had no idea. I was actually. I yeah, was actually. No go- not only did I have no idea, I tried to not step on toes, and my actions were, while yes, tight. I tried to offset it, being like a like if it was a pure if it was given the, the way it went, if it was a pure snipe thing, I really could have rolled in at the last second and just sort of locked it down. Yeah, yeah. But as it, but as it turned out, I did I did have a couple of minutes. Like I literally just only had like two minutes before the end. I fired up the app, and the app's like two minute, two and a half minutes until it ended, and I, I quickly went, mm, "What's too much?" And, and in your defense, I just I just checked the original thread uh, that that our, our friend uh, Ecto Flapjack uh, told us about the the auction, and it was it was you and I, Jeffrey Shrek, who owns everything and needs to create a museum, uh, Chad Paulson, and that was it. So yeah, so it it's okay, you you're you're in the clear, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, but I'm glad you got but, your hat. I, that's a, yeah. What a revelation yeah. here in the uh, final thoughts of the podcast. I yeah, we may. I mean, there's nothing left to do. We may just have to shut down the podcast. I think we're done. <laughs> I've got I've got everything I wanted. Well, about. everybody, Hooray! good night and good, good night. luck. <laughs> now, oh no, now I can play my Clamp uh, Technologies. Uh, you know, <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this thing called life. That's where this message will play. There you go. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. I'm looking at it. It is beautiful. I will probably take a couple of pictures of the shirt for my own. Yeah. Oh yeah. For archives. I, yeah. It, it does not fit me. Uh, I don't have the room. Like I can't put it in one of those jersey shadow boxes or anything like that. I don't have the room for that sort of thing. Well, um, so nerd glass. This may have been your lucky day. Nerd glass. If somebody. <laughs> I'm afraid to reach out to you, honestly. <laughs> we'll, maybe I'll give it a couple of days here. Yeah. Give, give but, it a little uh, time to simmer and then. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you guys, the, I, d- I cannot stress that you have heard this all unfold live on the air right now. This is kind of amazing. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, don't want, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, 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 necessarily make assumptions about people but i know a lot of women fans online are very big on uh answer the call and particularly about the actresses so i if i had to guess the hat's cool but the shirt is what a lot of people yeah uh, yeah who are big on answer the call and the actresses and all that are big on sort of thing so i have a sneaking suspicion i don't know you and Um, i really just sparked the hat for some reason i I, to the point where i think erica ghost core is tired of you and i like it like insinuating (laughs) that we want hats he's like i got you guys want hats we don't have them knock it off we don't have them it's um well it's partially a dude thing uh 
dudes like ball caps way more than women will ever. I'm not saying women don't wear ball caps, but uh, they are. You know, they're a, what's a they're a casual summertime you know accoutrement sort of thing yeah. it's a it's a i don't want to bother with my hair sort of sort of thing right, right. or i need or a haircut desperately or kind of thing yeah. or we're go or we're going hiking and i i need to cover my head whereas dudes are like oh, i need a hat for 365 <laughs> or until it falls off my head in pieces right. um <laughs> So uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you got your hat. I, I'm. I, I apologize to you because that, that I I should be happy for you and I should be like, oh my god, you got your hat. But uh, that was just too funny that 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 <laughs> series of events occurred. Well, we didn't have time. The other thing was is you guys were talking about somebody bid on it. Who was it? That was so tempted to like put up some sort of coy little animated gift, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Just you with an auction paddle or something like that. Yeah, I didn't get a chance yet, but uh, but um, well, congratulations. Uh, send send it to my you. house, and you may or may not get it. I I make no <laughs> guarantees. You'll turn it into that uh, that lawn gnome that traveled the world. <laughs> yeah. You'll get it, but you'll get it by route of um, you know uh, we'll go to Nevada, Utah, Texas. Uh, we'll just go all <laughs> the way around. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right. Well, guys, until next week, uh, got a fun show lined up for you next week, too. So uh, we will see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.